Yo, 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 what's going down, my gente? This is Brown96 with another episode of the Hip Hop Spot Podcast, where I interview inspiring entrepreneurs within the entertainment field. Yo, today's special guest in episode 66 is the homie Mr. One. We chop it up talking about a lot of various, you know, topics and stuff, man. But uh, nonetheless, we still, you know, we talk about his music. We talk about what he's up to now. And, um, you know what I mean? Some real shit. So, of course, I want y'all to stay tuned and listen to this dopeness because it's on, homie. Now, with no further delay, I take you into the conversation of myself and the homie, Mr. One. On the only podcast that keeps you motivated is that Hip Hop Spot Podcast. Yo, what's good, my people? This is Brown96 with another episode of the Hip Hop Spot Podcast. Today's special guest, yo, we got the one and only Mr. One. What's good, homie? What up? What's good, man? What's good? Yo, man, um, shit, I mean, I used to always bump your music. I still bump your music, homie. You know what I mean? Like, personally, I that. I'm a fan, dog. You know what I mean? When all that was going on, like, with, like, the setup shop, you know, with... Dog, you know what I mean? That's just that's with the classic okay. memories, dog. Classic memories. That's just dope, homie. Man, uh, man. I want to um. OG shit, bro. Got some OG shit. That's right. That's what I'm saying, homie. Yeah, that's yeah, some, yeah, yeah. Some some mobby type music, homie. But um, bro, I want to um ask to see if you can share with us. You know what I mean? First off, you know what I mean? Um, how you grew up, where you grew up, and how you grew up, bro. Like you know what I mean? You know, life life as a youngster, homie. Life as a youngster was, uh, man, it was fun. There was a lot of bullshit, but it was fun, man. I grew up um, in Riverside, California, a neighborhood of uh, Casablanca, California. A lot of people refer to it as the White House. Mm. Um, it's pretty cool, man. I mean, growing up was, was, I had your average lifestyle, I guess, for a neighborhood kid. You know, it was, uh, it was pre-cell phones and shit. So, you know, it was all about video games and hanging out with the homies and just, Going to the arcade, arcades were popping still back then when I was a kid. Um, man, so I just, I enjoyed life as a kid as I uh, grew up a little bit and my parents separated. I had to fucking, I had to move away. They got me out the hood. My mom, uh, my mom and my dad kind of split up due, due to drugs. They were both bad on drugs at the time. And uh, that was, you know, when they're from that era, uh, what I call... I, like, you wouldn't be able to tell. Like, it's crazy because, like, my dad, you know, he passed away way later on. But, I mean, growing up, I would have never known. You know what I mean? Like, that they were mm-hmm. using or that, that, you know, that, that drugs were in the house or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, I eventually seen the outcome of it, obviously, when uh, they split up. But, you know, as a kid, I mean, shit. Could have fooled me, I guess, you know? Hmm. But, but, I mean, you know... I, like every hood kid, man, I just wanted I just wanted a normal life for for the most part of being a kid. But then, when shit don't pan out that way, man, and you know, you're forced to move to other areas, and you're forced to get um, familiar with other people, and get and get yourself surrounded around other people. It it's a it could be a challenge, man. It could be difficult, especially when you're a kid. You know. Yeah. Now, how old were you, bro, when they separated? Man, I was probably like. Let's see, uh, 
seven or eight, man. I think around yeah, seven or eight. Now, do you remember, um, did it impact you right away? Or how long did it take you for you to realize, like, damn, you know what I mean? Can't believe this is going on. You know what it was? was um, there was always fights in the house, I guess. Like, they, you know, when, when, you know, like all couples, all couples argue and mm-hmm. husbands and wives argue and all that bullshit, but... So, like, as a kid, seeing it, it was, to me, like, oh, they're fighting again. And I didn't think nothing of it, but I wasn't home the day some shit went down, I guess, apparently. And, um, which caused, which caused the separation or whatnot, I guess, the drift. And I was at the homie's house, so, like, I would always go kick it at the homie's pad. So, I was, like, rarely home when I was a kid. Mm. But, like, so, like, when I came home, my brother was like, oh, get your stuff. We're going to grandma's, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to be sitting at grandma's. And I'm like, huh, wait, what? Like, you know what I mean? again you know it just kind of had to I just kind of had to basically uh get adjusted to it with um with no time I had no time to really be like you know oh damn I'm gonna move it was kind of like yo you're moving you know what I mean? mm, right away so, yeah, yeah. Man, you know? man now uh talk to us about you know what I mean what kind of kid were you in um in in school you know like a troublemaker were you like you know what I mean into reading into you know travesuras? Um, I mean Elementary, I, I hung out with all the little badasses, but uh, you know, like for the most part, man, we we just had fun, you know, fucking with people on the on the schoolyard. It really wasn't like oh, we fucked off our work and fucked off what we were doing. Like academically, I I was like I guess average for the most part, man. So like with the last two years of my like high school year, like when I was like getting, you know, I'm like okay, I'm gonna be out of school soon, so I gotta really start to focus on what it is, you know, like where I'm headed or whatnot. So like. Like, I actually stepped on my academic game a lot before I graduated, but my senior year, my senior year, um, my dad passed away, like, early mm. on, like, um, probably, like, within the first, second month of school. So, like, that kind of, that almost made, made me not want to even complete school. Like, mm. that kind of, you know, that's where I'm because, like, my dad, like, within that last when in that last few years, me and him, we were never really, like, I was always a mama's boy, dog. I was close to my mm. mom, but, like, my, me and my dad were cool, but, like, during those last few years, like, he stepped his game with his dad, and me and him became really tight. Like, that mm. was my man. Like, we we, we, we bumped Tupac every day. He came to school, and, and, like, he talked to me about, you know, all the stuff that that a father has to talk to about a son at the time when he's at that age, you know, whether it be, you know, Hey, if you fucking smoke weed or, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on over there, you know, all that bullshit. So, like, he checked in on me. It wasn't like he let me just fuck off. But he kept on me. And my dad was intimidating, man. I was always, when I was a kid, man, I was always afraid of my dad. He was a big dude. But, like, mm. and he, and, you know, you, when you're intimidated of your father, that, that usually never leaves <laughs> for, for the most part of, you know, up until you're a fucking grown man, I guess. Yeah. But, so, yeah, man, I mean. It was, you know, I was cool academically. And I finished high school, thank God. I, I, you know, after all that, I, I went back to school, finished. I just sat by the smartest people, dog, and became tight with them on me. And, mm. hey, dog, where's the work at? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I paid attention. I'm not a, I'm not a dumb dude or nothing, dog. Like, I know my, I know my books and shit, but, I'm sorry. But, um, yeah. it just really wasn't, you know, at the time, after losing your dad's kind of like, eh, you know? And then, like, he had an enlarged heart. So like when I moved up with him, he uh he filed for social security and they gave it to me after he passed. Mm. And I got I got back pay up front, so like they threw me like ten G's up front. And I was like, you know, here I am a senior in high school, bam, they threw me ten G's and then they threw me a G every month 
mm. up until I graduated pretty much because that's when I turned 18. Mm. And um, I thought I was having fun, I mean, just spending money on whatever, dog. I was a kid, I, mean, so I was just, mm. and I had a car, I was driving, no license, you know what I mean? Went and got a whip, <laughs> fucking, you know, all that good shit came with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it was fun, man. So I put a lot of my time into music like around 10th grade is like, I mean, I had been writing since I was like um, 14, 13 when I would hear my brother, my brother and his homies would always come over when they'd be ditching it from school and they'd be freestyling and shit. Mm-hmm. And then just rap in general, bro, and hip hop was always a big part of my life, dog. Like I always, music was always like the escape almost, like music and games was always the escape to just, mm-hmm. you know, turn everything off around me and fucking, and, and, get away from it i guess you know no doubt man see the questions that i asked bro about you know what i mean your background and all that bro i ask it you know what i mean to to get the you know the perspective of where your mind was at in that moment because they say that when you're you know what i mean going through a lot of shit mentally that's when you write your dopest fucking album you know what i mean so i feel that you know what i mean some of your best work you know what i mean you were you were you know pretty much putting together already in your mind, you know what I mean, with that energy that you wanted to get something out within that time, you know what I mean? When you were already, like, you were going through some shit, you were like, damn, you know, why does life have to be this way, whatever, you know what I mean? But, um... Yeah, like... Yeah. Pretty much, bro, like, it's like you... You take everything, like, it's like, um... With music, it's like, uh... Early on, or a lot of, you know, from gangster rap to hip-hop early on, it's like people people's uh, songs sounded like real stories, like mm-hmm. legit, legit tales. Like nowadays it's, it's so trapped out and so, <laughs> you know, drug and alcohol and pills oh, out. Like yeah. nobody really, nobody really makes content to songs anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you could rap hard. I know some people that could rap incredible that could, that, that got bars for days, but it's like, bro, you can't make a song. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you could be super tight, super lyrical, all that good shit. But if you don't know how to make a song, like, like that. That's a whole different. That's a whole different league. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, you want to be a musician. Like, like musicians need to know how to make music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and 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 unfortunately, like the battle rapper era is just not what it was no more. And a lot of people, I think, don't really get that. But I mean, no disrespect to it because you know it it, it comes from. It's like one of the original roots of hip hop and, and everything. But like. It's just, you know, music evolves and changes so fast, man. Like, you know, you know what it is. You know the areas we've grown up in. Mm-hmm. Like, look at everything we've gone through, man. Like, I grew up through the 80s, the big gold chains, NWA, to the 90s when it was super gangster. And, you know what I mean, late 90s when, when hip-hop fucking, the era of hip-hop, the second coming there, I guess, of hip-hop came and fucking all the lyrical shit started. You know, the Jay-Z, the Big L's, Fatchos, mm. all that. So, like, I was influenced by all of it, man, like, I've lived through all of it in a sense, whether it was kid to now. You know what I mean? Even now, I still listen to music. I, I like bumping new new cats when they sound good. I, it's hard for me to find people to to get into, but I take the time still and try to find new musicians to listen to because I just I, I love this shit. Dog. Like I, I fucking I love rap, homie. Yeah, no doubt, man. Now, what is your earliest memories of hip hop? Man, I'd have to say. Uh, man, the, the earliest, uh, stages I could remember would be, like, N.W.A., probably Express Yourself, L. Cool J., you know, uh, Rock the Bells, Mama Gonna Knock You Out, uh, the Chronic Album, you know, just, 
like all that was probably like the earliest of colors you know what I mean cause mm. like yeah the movie was real popular and shit mm. but but yeah man that's probably like the earliest stages for me as far as like who who I heard mm. as a kid I used to get in trouble growing elementary song, uh, singing everything all the death row shit uncensored like I would get in trouble cause I'd be singing it all out in class <laughs> yeah um, now I feel that you know movies and music kind of uh, you know in a way Mot- not motivated, but it kind of like, in, you know, inspired me to dress certain ways and, you know, I mean, kind of yeah. talk certain ways. Now, yeah, the trend. Did it inspire you to, like, be, uh, you know what I mean, change in, in a certain uh, way because of um, what you're listening to? You know, I will say that it, it definitely um, influenced maybe a lot of my dialect and my, uh, my, my vocabulary just because, you know, I was. I'm from the, you know, I went to school during the 90s era where it was all about being cool. Mm. You know what I mean? Who was trying, everyone was trying to be cool and be fucking, and be the, be, be the person that was like, they could be like, that's a cool cat, like, hanging out with homie, he's cool. Like, so like, you know, and the, and the group I ran with, everyone probably cussed, you know, and new, new, new gangster rap music. But like me, like, um, I mean, rap isn't the only genre I'm into. Like, I also grew up with rock and roll heavy as I was a kid, like, through my mom. Mm. So, like, I mean, even still to this day, man, like, from Metallica, System of a Down, Rage Against the Machine, fucking Corn, Limp Bizkit, like, I mean, I've, I know my, you know, my rock, my fair share of rock, I guess you could say, mm. and, like, everything kind of just blends with me, like, because of the way, the way I look at it is, I grew up around all the bullshit, the drugs, the violence, the killing of the gang, all that hood shit, you know what I mean, but I also... I've also have know what it's like to be a kid who just fucking wants to rage out and fucking you know and lose it. I've seen my brother lose it like one day, and I don't. I never forget this day, and I think he was just fed up with the fighting and everything, and he snapped. He snapped in the room, and I don't remember what we were doing. I think we were just chilling, and he started like going ham, ripping his comic books, throwing shit, breaking glass, like, like, and it's and it's just from the frustration. You know what I mean? It set in like, damn, like. And he knew what it was they were fighting over. It was the drug. Mm-hmm. Or my, you know, or because of the drugs. So, mm-hmm. like, it, it's just chaotic. It's chaotic. So, like, I think that's why I like rock and roll. Because rock and roll could be a little chaotic. But when it's harmonized, man, and when it's in unison, mm-hmm. bro, you, get some, you got some of them real all-time hits, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, now, as you mentioned that you've seen a lot of shit go down, like, you know what I mean, where you grew up, bro. Um... You know, when it comes to music, you know what I mean, inspiring you to to write about certain things. When did you actually start writing about what you've seen around your environment? Man, day one, man. Right. Like the first the first song, man, when I, I did in the studio, like when I got, you know, hey, we're going to the studio, this is it, we're actually gonna record. Um, my cousin is actually a little sicko, a little black and little sicko, mm-hmm. been rolling. Um, shout out to them. And uh He's the one that got me on me and my boys on in there first, and uh, I think I rapped to I think I rapped to the Nas beat if the if I rule the world beat. Mm. I think that was the first beat we ever rapped to. So like um, it was like nothing really like I was never really influenced. I could say so much to like uh, write like this, write that up until a certain point. Like when I got signed and. Uh, Certain, with certain people, I can't say everybody, but with certain people, it was like um, they wanted this certain image, they want to paint paint a picture for it, and so 
so it's like I, I, I can never say none of my records are facade records. I never say nothing that all my records are legit, bro. I've never, I've never exaggerated everything I've actually stated, I went through or or I have seen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't front. And um, and sometimes though, but there's like oh, people want you to put a little more emphasis on your voice or sound more harder. Like nah, man. Like that just never really wasn't my repertoire. I wasn't. I've always been myself and wanted to be myself. I was criticized heavy too for it because it was like um, in school, like high school days, like uh, there was a lot of trolls, a lot of gang players that, that went to my school, obviously. And, and me, I was always hip hop influenced and, and music always influenced kind of what I did. So like I would get hated on for wearing Snoop Dogg clothing, you know, shit like that. Like, 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 and, and, and by my own homes, these are Mexican cats, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like, like that's, I don't know. That's the ignorance. I, I was always away from that shit. I never chose to be ignorant. Like, mm. cause I noticed a lot of people that were really into dumb shit, they're ignorant. Just people who don't really understand like the, the real meaning of life out here or what, what's, what's really crazy out here. Like, um, like a big thing is, uh, like we're game banging, dog. we're like banging a block on me. Like I got love for homies. I know tons of homies that bang on the block, that bang the street and they love where they're from. But it's like, when I really talk to my big homies and I'm telling them, I'm like, man, like, do you guys realize, and, and this has happened from other homies of mine, like, do you realize, like, we don't own the dirt our houses on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to pay a tax every year in order to have that house, you know what I'm saying, on, on that dirt. And people are like, you know, they're so caught up in banging these streets and, 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 and ripping these streets, and I'm like, man, you know, they could come kick you out of your street, right? You know, they could come take it from you. They could take your house. <laughs> don't, don't make that payment, you know what I'm saying? Like, and your house is gone. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's all unfair out here, obviously. That's a whole other topic or whatever. But yeah. it's like, um, I try to get people to realize the bigger picture with things. Like, one of my sayings is uh, to walk big. And walk big is like, just, you know, think bigger than that, than the average man. Try to make your, your decisions based off your mind and not your instinct. Because your mind ultimately will tell you what you really need to do. And it'll help guide you through some shit, dog. And it'll save you through some bullshit. Like, I mean... I've been in bullshit and reacted first instead of really thinking. And that's, you know, I've seen the good and bad out of those outcomes. So mm. it's kind of like, I don't, I don't really wish that upon anyone. So I would tell people, you know, just use your head, you know, mm. do what, do what you feel you need to do. You know what I mean? Like, don't just fall. Don't, don't, don't be a puppet. Don't fall in line. Just do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, man. Um, now, when you actually wanted to, like, already start recording something, when was that? And how long did it take you to get to that point? Um, man, I think from when I started, um, from when I started writing, because I would write in my room, like, a lot, like, for a good, I could say a good year, maybe, like, because I started writing around ninth grade, like, my freshman years when I really started writing raps and, like, just, you know, trying to learn my cadences and fucking mm -hmm. learn, learn how to fucking deliver all that. So, like, the first time I got in the studio was 10th grade, so it was probably a good year and some change. Damn, you know that's I mean? like, it, Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it, it was, it, the main, the, the main problem was, it, it was finding the, uh, this, keep in mind, dog, like, this is before Google, so we couldn't just Google, like, where the nearest studio was. Mm -hmm. You had, you had to know it, or you had to know someone that knows of it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and at the time I was still living, um, I was living with my dad. I had moved, I had moved with my grandma and my dad, like my freshman year. And, um, I ended up, I ended up moving back with my mom, like after just cause I, I, I didn't like the area or whatever, I guess. 
it was just real preppy. It was like in the hills. My grandma actually was well taken care of, so she fucking she had it had a good up there. I had a good up there. I know I had a good up there. It was, it was awesome. But um, I just I just wasn't. I was so used to the hood shit that it just it to me it was like boring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I learned a lot. I can say I learned a lot of good shit from being up there. But it was to me it wasn't like oh I could go hang out with the homies on the next year or go play some football or just fucking. You know what I mean? Like just bullshit. Like I knew people, but it was like these are like all new people I knew. I know and I only know them from school, so I wasn't really. My circle was like people I knew outside of school. You know? Yeah. Hmm. But um, so like yeah, it was a good year, man. When I met that man, when I started talking with Sick, and Sick was like, yeah, you know, I could. I could get you in the lab, like, cause we we had karaoke machines and all that. We did yeah. that. I did that first, you know what I mean? Like, like me and the homie Okami, um, we started rapping on karaoke machines, bro, like early on, and and we would just do tapes, you know, and hear it. And it's obviously the quality wasn't there, but it was just, you know, motivation to want us to get in the studio. So when we got in the studio, it was kind of like we were kind of ready already, you know. Mm. That's dope, man. But there was so much more. Well, at least we thought. You know what I mean? There's so much more you, you get to learn. But, like, mm-hmm. at the time, we felt like we were ready to actually record. And and, we, and the songs came out okay. I mean, to me, like, they weren't terrible. I, I probably personally wouldn't listen to them no more, but I didn't think they were super terrible at the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but everybody got their early work, and they don't yeah. really like hearing their early work, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, at this time, um, who was a, um, a Chicano, like, you know, MCs? that were inspiring you? I mean, when was the first time you even heard a, a Chicano rapper? Uh, it had to have been Kid Frost or, like, Lighter Shader Brown. Lighter Shader Brown was probably more of an inspiration. Frost was just probably the artist that, the first Mexican artist that I heard. Um, and then as far as that, after that goes, like, on my side, like, I really didn't pay attention to to that whole scene because I was, you know, I was a little kid. and. Mm-hmm. And the music, music was like there when I was like, you know, six, seven or whatever, but it got bigger as I got older, nine, 10, 11, 12. So like, as I got older and then like, it was probably like my teenage years, that's when the whole, the second coming, I guess you would say, line rap, the wave of line rap came with all the San Diego guys, Shadow, Little One Rob, mm-hmm. um, Royal, Loco, again, and then everybody over here, you know, Little Black, Little Sicky, Sicky, Little Sicko, um, <laughs> Burn. Fucking, um, just, uh, like, I, I ended up catching on that wave, like, the end of that wave, I guess you could say, is when I came in the game, which was, like, 02, 03. That wave really didn't last too much longer after that, maybe a couple years, about three or four years, but I kind of got, like, my foot in the door before that door closed, because there mm-hmm. was eventually a point I noticed where fans were really were denying new artists after a certain point because there were so many people that were doing it saturated the game yeah and they weren't making good music they were making bad music they had the <laughs> money to make good production they had the money to put good names on shit but at the end of the day if you don't know how to make a good song it don't matter who you got on it it just sounds mm-hmm. like trash it's gonna sound like trash and um and that was that's what I feel really killed the Latin rap game mm-hmm. in general I, and and it was it, it sucked to see it die the way it did but but at the time, that was around the time I got signed with um, Diamond. And uh, to me, that was a whole different tier. That wasn't the live rap game no more. Like, we were we were doing bigger shit. We yeah. were doing shows on the road. We were, you know, doing collaborations. And I was fucking with Fingers and mm. all them at the time. I got to meet them. And, and so, like, to me, that was like, okay, I'm out of the amateurs. I'm stepping my game up. I'm I'm away from that game. And it's time to move on. Plus, there was a lot of drama in that team, man. I was just... 
And me, man, I'm a, I'm a stoner. Ever since I've been smoking weed, bro, like, I've been, I've been a really chill stoner, dog. So, like, <laughs> me and drama just, I don't got time for it, and they don't got time for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, and at that time, man, everybody was, like, crying, like, like girls over stupid shit. Like, <laughs> like stupid shit. Like, you would be surprised, bro, if I could actually tell you about some of this shit. Like, if I see you, I'll tell you. But if I could actually tell you about it, bro, you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. The things you would hear me tell you, dog, about these guys, how they cry. I heard these guys little, Yeah. I heard some stories, bro. Yeah. Yeah, like they they dog like man, some people sell this shit so hard, bro, and it's like, like I, that's why I always tell you be yourself and I tell people be yourself, man, cause at the end of the day, man, like you could be a character, I guess, for the camera and you could be you know, like even me, I have my persona when I rap or whatever or whatnot, but at the end of the day, I'm a normal man just like you and just like you and the next person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got a family, I got kids. I got a girl I got to take care of, like, so, like, I tell people that shit, don't, don't get, don't buy into the Hollywood shit. Some yeah. people really try to sell wolf tickets out here majorly and, and get you to think that they're super hardcore or they went through a super hard life. Like, bro, like, I know you, I know your mom and dad, like, you know what I mean, <laughs> or some shit. So it's like, bro, like, I know you would go through that, like, but I, I try not to really even get involved in all that. Cause like I said, man, I'm not about the drama. I just I just watch the show, dog, and I mm. laugh. I, I sit back and laugh. That's a dope all line, right. man. That's a dope yeah. line right there, man. Um, now for you know, I mean, like when you were going into the um into studios, bro. The first time that you went into the studio, you said that you were already comfortable because you've been practicing and stuff. But like, yeah. you know, it's a different setting, bro. Like, you know, what I mean, you ha- I mean, you have the engineer. You know, what I mean. And he's oh, yeah, over once here. you see that equipment, once you see that, like, it could either really, it could either really make you real nervous or it could mm-hmm. really make you motivated. Like me, it motivated the hell out of me seeing oh, that equipment, dope. seeing, seeing my my uh, who's my my real good friend now is a uh, little green Joe. A lot of a lot of Mexican rappers uh, fuck with Joe, little green, and um, I, I met him early on, man, and, and he's a real humble dude. Fucking, he knows his audio, he knows his production, he's made some amazing records, I mean, other even than mine, you know what I mean, he's made amazing records and shit, so, getting to know him, and that was the spot, man, that was the spot for years, so, like, I just, when I first walked in, bro, seeing that soundboard, seeing the fucking screen, seeing the, seeing the pro mic, seeing the booth, and I was just in love with it, and like, I, I fell in love with it instantly, man, and, and, and it's still one of my favorite spots to record. If I were to really record somewhere, like out of a, there's only a few people that could really record me right, man. And he's one of them. Mm. So, man, like for real, shout to Joe, bro. That's <laughs> dope, man. Now you have like a whole bunch of albums, bro. You know what I mean? From 2005 till your your latest one, 2018, Gold Gang or Die, which you got your homie uh, Ogami in there as well, right? Yeah, Ogami. That's. That's crazy how it happened, bro. Like, um, like I said, we used to do karaoke tapes and shit. And me and him, we had a bad fallout. And this is like due to that whole, like I said, the whole scene being drama and shit. Like, it, it didn't even involve me and him. It was just a bad situation between people who wanted to see us not be homies because, like, there's snakes in the grass. You know what I mean? Mm. So we had a group of cats on, that we would call friends at the time, I guess, and and eventually some shit happened and, and, and the next thing you know it's all FM, FM. Like me, me and Ogami didn't get on for a cool one. And, um, but it really wasn't like, 
it really wasn't like I was sitting there like trying to get it was it was real confusing it was like I don't even know why I'm telling saying this shit like I'm saying this shit because the other guys right here are like fuck this fool and these fools are like are in my ear like they're my homies but really in reality in years down the line like I find out those two fools dog they're, they're hella snakes in the grass and and it, it, it just like makes you think like fuck so then was that beef even like legit what the fuck so hmm. I bump into Mike again or Ogami it's my boy Mike I bump into Ogami and we um we, we squash everything and we get busy man we we, we form Stego Mob that's that's a brand he formed and I'm I was all for it and that's like a family thing man and and our music now is just it's crazy because the way we sound now is like the way we've always wanted to sound since we were kids you know what I mean like the music mm. the records are barely coming out like even me the way I rap now like I've always wanted to rap like this the mm. way I could I could do a verse I could go in the studio I could <laughs> I posted you know I could lay out some shit within 5-10 minutes if mm. I'm feeling it you know what I mean and and it's just from all that hard work of fucking millions of verses written and millions of studio times. There's so many songs too that you do that you don't release that people don't know about and, and, and wasted studio sessions. So it's like, it builds you though. Like some people, they gain from it and some people don't. And I was just, I made sure dog, I was, if I'm going to put my time in it, dog, it was going to pay off, you know, mm -hmm. at least for my talent. And, um, I, I mean, I stand by it. I mean, as far as the records I make now, if you hear that, hear that go get your die record, man. And you hear my first album, like, I, you know, it's automatic. It shows. <laughs> mm. Yeah, bro. Um, now, as for, see, this podcast, I kind of, like, want to focus in on, like, the listener that may be wanting to get to the next level in their career with, like, you know, being an MC or being a producer. You know what I mean? Um, can you give that particular person an advice of how to step up their game? I would tell you this, um, don't, don't dream on being on a label, like me, I mean, a big label, like, for sure, like, something really big, like, legit, like, um, like, I'm just, you know, throwing it out there, like, Aftermath or something, something like that, like, mm -hmm. that's, that's, you know, far-fetched forever, but shoot for something like that if you're shooting for a label, don't shoot for the first deal that comes out, because nine times out of ten, these deals are bad, and they fuck you, and they rape you, um, mm -hmm. Independence the way to go. Never like own your music, own all the rights to your music. Make sure you you have the masters to your music. Your you keep your work files, you keep your fucking everything. You you, you make sure you own your name. A lot of people don't even know how. Like you can format copy your name. If you don't know what that is, um, best thing is best scenario is if you got a rap name. Like for instance, my name is Mr. One. So when I made a document stating that. It was a legal, like a legal document. I wrote it, it, the date, whatever, the time, my name, and I mailed it to mail it to yourself. You mail it to yourself. You never open it. You keep it sealed, and that's kind of like your copyright to your name. And it's a poor man's copyright. Like, like so, like if you ever go to court for it or have a dispute with somebody else who may have the same name, and believe it or not, I've there is another Mr. One. He's actually, I think, a, a, a DJ or something in France, mm. but he spells it the exact same way, man. But he. Um, he uses upper and lower cases, but I don't know. I've been I've been wanting to get with my legal team and maybe talk to them about that because I don't, you know, I, 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 that's identical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I, and I definitely own the name. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But mm. anyway, like definitely, you want to own your name. You definitely want to um, have 
good people around you that you could trust that'll that'll you know support you because especially when you're a one man band when there's no one when it's not a team even when you're a solo rapper like you need a team it doesn't matter and if your team like your team don't have to be rappers but it could be people that'll help you go out there and grind go out there set up your shit for you like your booths or like if you're doing a show they'll make sure you got you know your water or they're your hype man like there's all kinds of things you need a team for out here like especially when you're an artist you gotta remember like you don't wanna you wanna make it seem like you're like you're doing some shit like and you don't wanna make it seem like you're not so like when it's somebody's out there trying to do everything by himself even on stage like a rapper you're trying to be your own hype man and you're trying to pump up the crowd by yourself and you're literally one guy on stage bro unless you're Jay-Z dog that shit ain't happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I and I've seen it happen to too many people, bro. So I encourage you to have a good team by you. Mm. You gotta make sure you have a good squad and don't stop. Like don't let nothing stop you. You're gonna hear, you'll hear a bunch of shit from haters, from people that you thought were your friends, from people you know you thought you were cool with, from family, from girls you dated, from girls you never dated, from people you never met. Like bro, I, I've I've heard a million millions of things, bro. Like you'd be surprised, dog. Like I've had people in other states, like that I don't even know. Keep in mind, I'm from California, dog. So like you know, like I'm in Phoenix or I'm in fucking Nevada and Reno or something, and I have people like, yeah, you know, I heard from my homie to her sister that you were talking. Like bro, you don't even know me. <laughs> Like, like, what the fuck, like, slow down. Like, you hear me? You hear me? So it's just like, don't listen to it. Don't feed into it. Because if you feed into it, if you feed into the gossip, you're going to make, you're going to turn yourself old real fast and you're going to give yourself a heart attack. Like, I've never, I've never listened to rumors of gossip and I I still wouldn't to this day, you know, and, and to me, it's just a waste of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's chatterbox for the streets, and people just need something to talk about, and their lives are so boring that they got to talk about you or talk down on you. That just goes to show how fucking thrilling their life is. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, no. And, and don't be a hater. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true, man. Don't be a hater. You know what I mean? That's very true, bro. Definitely not. You gotta, you know what I mean? Appreciate if someone's doing, you know what I mean? Doing some dope shit, you know what I mean? You gotta give them props and shit, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I sure love that too. If you rap, bro, and, and and you do your thing and that's your shit, bro, and if I feel it, bro, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you straight up, I, I'm, constructive criticism is, is definitely something a lot of new artists need to take too. That's one thing you <laughs> artists need to take. Mm-hmm. If you guys can't handle constructive criticism, you're not gonna be able to handle being a rapper. Mm-hmm. And that's because the real ones that that real ones that feel you or love you or got love for you and will be honest with you, they'll be real with you. Like I got like my homies from Ogami to my producers, J B, whoever, like if they ain't feeling it or I ain't feeling it, we let each other know, like, yo, you need to change that up or Ah, uh, that don't sound that right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it ain't like we're like, oh yeah, it sounds like shit. You know what I mean? But it's it, it's just you got to be able to handle that. And there's a lot of people that can't. There's people I know that I've told that too, and they get bent in their feelings, and they think they're fucking King, fucking Kong, Tupac rapper, and <laughs> they know it all. And it's like that ain't that ain't how the game goes, bro. Like you got to be able to hear it because, like, trust me, if you ever really make it to that limelight, these people you don't know, these suits, and I've met them, they'll mm. come to you and they'll tell you. Your records either shit or your records great, and we can make money, and that's what you want. You know what I mean? You want them suits to come to you like, yo, we, we, let's make some money. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the that's what you want to shoot for. That's dope. 
Now, how important to you is it to uh, give an album different flavors? Like, you know what I mean? Having your love jams, having your street jams, having your, you know what I mean? All these different flavors within the album. How important is that? I think that goes according to what kind of album you're doing. Like, um, my last album, I let I let Ogami executive produce it as far as him picking a lot of the beats and him picking the type of sound that we wanted for the album. And if you hear the album, um, and a lot of stable music that we do, it, we make stoner music, so... It could be real mellow. I mean, yeah, we got some super trappy hype shit, but a lot of our music will be for potheads, you know, mm-hmm. or, or cool cats. I just sort of want to have fun and vibe. Like, but then I got some knockers, dog, that is like, damn, this is G shit, but it sounds so smooth. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so hard, but it's real smooth. Like, you can roll around like, damn, you can just roll around, bobby your head to this shit with, with like a blunt lid, just, you know? Like, or you could be taking a dab at home, or you could just be hanging with the homies at the party. Like, we got a couple jams like that. We got some jams for the girls, too. Like, the ratchet shit. Fucking, like, it, but it just goes according to what you're doing. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to make an album, like, called, like, for instance, like, I couldn't make, um, I didn't, I couldn't make happy songs with this album. Like, like, me making a joyful song, especially with the cover, like, you know, I got the gun in my head or whatever. Like, it, it's, it wouldn't it wouldn't set the tone right for that album. You know what I mean? It would be like, well, why is this? Why is there some cheerful jolly shit on here? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like when they look at that record at the same time, I don't want them to think like like I tell people that record is the cover is no it's it's in no way of encouraging suicide or anything like that because I've I've lost all me to that shit. I don't encourage that. Like and um, people get that cover confused. But they tell me they they want to know there's a meaning behind that. At the time of my life. Um, Shortly after I lost my grandma, my grandma was like my mom. Like, I love my mom. I love my mama. She's she's my mom, right? But when I was living with grandma, like, that was like my mom. You feel me? And mm. um, my relationship with her was 1,000. Like, my grandma and me, we were bosses. We'd go to the casino every week, and she'd kill it on me. Like, we'd come back with racks all day. And, mm. like, like, she was just a real loving person. So, like, when I lost her, I lost the side of me like that. Like, I... I I went to a deeper place, a darker zone, and I didn't want like I didn't I wanted out of it. I felt like every all the pressure, all the all the pressures of being a dad, of of having to live up to expectations for your kids, of of um, trying to make it out here in society so you're not broke and you ain't eating, again mm-hmm. pleasing your fans. Like everything was kind of just getting to me. Like and I was I was so caught up with everybody around me, people that didn't know me that they're, they're checking like, oh boy, we're just we're giving our saying our condolences or, or, or like, um, and that's not bad. I, you know, like when you lose somebody that that's, you know, comes with it, but like, there's other people that are asking about my grandma's things or her house, you know what I mean? And to me, I'm like, you know, like, I don't ask me that shit. Like, like it's only been a few weeks. I don't want to talk <laughs> about this shit. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, so like, like I was just fed up with all of it. So that was me saying that I wanted to just, I took my mind out of it all. I, I almost in a sense blew my head off. I canceled everything around me and I focused on a record and I did a record and and and, and that's kind of like the the concept behind it. It was like it was like I outed myself from society, locked myself in the studio, did all these fucking songs and just enjoyed making music and enjoyed being a person, a normal fucking person who has normal hobbies and doing his hobbies. Like, and, and it actually, it helped. It was, like, therapeutic for me, bro. I needed it. 
That's dope, man. That's kind of hard, though. I mean, like, if you think about it, these thoughts are going through your head. You know what I mean? How did you, how did you get to, like, stay concentrated on your work? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if that, like, if I were to be going through something like that, I'll be thinking about my grandma. You know what I mean? I'll be, I'll, like, I'll be thinking about her so much that I wouldn't be able to concentrate. How did you, how were you able to? I've been losing a lot of people since I was young, bro, since I was, like, seven or eight. So, needless to say, it's, I can't say I got accustomed to death, but, I've I've done my fair share of funerals and like after losing my dad, I lost my dad at seventeen. So um, I lost my like my great grandpa like at seven, six, and then like that's like the earliest funeral I can remember. And then just like um, homies of mine that I grew up with have died around me. Like um, so it was kind of like I, you don't know how to handle it. You never learn how to deal with it, but it's like you know how to handle it. Like my dad, I my dad didn't kick in for like a good week and a half, so I actually was I felt to where I felt it because to me it was it was surreal. It wasn't surreal yet. It wasn't like, nah, this ain't real. Like this ain't really happening. Like you know, this isn't really happening. Like I didn't want to believe it. But mm. like, I was still at home waiting for him to like walk in the door, or walk in his room. But I would kick him in his room like before he would get home from work. I'd be watching TV or whatever, and like he would come in, you know, oh what up, boys? Like and, and and I was just used to it. And then, and like, and it's crazy, like, you, like when it's gone and it's never there again, it's like, fuck, it's, it, it sucks, especially when you want it to be, you know? Hmm. So it, it's like, it's hard to get used to, but you eventually get used to it. It's like fucked up. It's like, I, I buried one of my best homies, like, about two months ago. Sure. And, um, yeah, man, and it, it, seeing him, it, it hurt me, man, because I knew he was going through a lot prior to him dying. And uh, he has daughters, and like I still remember the day, bro. He he literally told me I was his best friend. Like you're my best homie, dog. Like for real. Like he, he, like on some real shit. And I'm like I'm like damn cool. Like I really appreciated that. Like like that was because I've known him since we were like, four or five. You know, we're childhood homies. Like so like for him to actually tell me that, like a grown man telling me that, like and he I I think I knew he was he was sick and. That was his way of telling me something. Like, you know, when, you, when you're sick and you tell people, like, you're that shit, or you know you're going to die in a sense, mm. or you want to die, it's kind of like you're getting your last your last little goodbyes out here and there. And that was, like, the last time I really hung out with him. And fucking, uh, he hit me up here and there on, on Instagram before he passed, but um, I knew he wasn't doing great. I knew he was in a bad place. His mind wasn't in the right zone. And I was really working a lot, so I didn't really get to link up with him. And, um... He passed, dog. So it was like it's like that was like one of my best homies. But like I said, to know he's not sick anymore, and to know he's not out here fucking off no more, and or doing some shit he ain't supposed to. Like, I guess I'm a little relieved on that end. But I do. I miss my homie, obviously. You know. Yeah. But, it, but it's like it's a double-edged sword. You're never like when they're in a bad situation. It's almost like you're relieved that they ain't going through the bad no more. But you're also sick because they're not here fucking be the person that that you've known and you've got accustomed to man now that's kind of like you know i mean i mean that's not really i mean a healthy a healthy way to go about it just because just because you've seen it a lot you know what i mean doesn't mean it's okay like no definitely not it, 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 it i can say it's not okay but it, but it's like um I rather would have gone through it then than, than to be hella old and go through it later for the first oh, time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because to me, it's like, fuck, that's a mind fuck. And it's it's going to be hard and you're already older. So it's like, 
it could spiral with you downhill. You know what I'm mm. saying? Yeah. But, but yeah, man, it's I don't know, bro. Like, like that's a, that's a trip, and I like I trip out. Like my dad, when he passed away, he passed away on September 22nd, and at the hospital he passed away at was it was Riverside Community. My son, my son Justice, was born at that same hospital on that same day. Oh shit! Yeah. Incarnation or what? Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I, that to me was eerie. I'm like, man, this is the same hospital and it's literally the same day. Like it's just you know like and and like it, it's and my dad like I almost felt responsible like like because of the scenario when he was there. But my dad was sick and they had told him you know keep looking around and you keep using. You know, you're gonna not, you're not gonna live because my dad had an enlarged heart, mm. so like his fluids would pump like sometimes, and he would have to take water pills so his heart, you know, his fluids could pump and shit. And uh, and when I was at school one day, one of his girls, one of his girlfriends, and, and this is how I knew something was up because my dad would never send one of his thoughts to come get me out of school. Like you know what I mean? Fucking took me out of school and told me, you know, he's at the hospital right now and he's tripping and all kinds of shit. So. We get there and he's trying to leave. Like my dad didn't want to be there. Like my dad was, but I knew my dad was bugging. Like he didn't look, he didn't look well. You know what I mean? So I told him I was like, you need to sit down. Like sit down. You need to see the doctor. And that's the, that's where I feel responsible. But in reality, I feel like the hospital killed him because they put him on morphine and they had him on morphine for seven days. Keep in mind, my dad was walking on his own two feet, and I talked to him. And then they said that he died of an overdose. Hmm. It was like a whole week later, bro. Like, 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 I don't know. I don't know anybody who's done heroin, anything, and died from overdose seven days fucking later. Fucking, you know what I mean? From, you know, I mean, it's probably using right then and there, but I don't know about seven days later. Again, so that to me was always iffy, man. And I've always resented that. But when my son was born, it was like some of that pain went away. You know what I mean? There, mm. and my resentment. Wow, man. Yeah, man. I mean, Kind of like, you know, I mean, it is kind of true what you said, but that, you know, sometimes the hospital, you know, what I mean, like, I kind of feel that the hospital doesn't don't do their best for certain people like my homie, like my homie, he got shot and, um, you know, he was in the coma, you know, what I mean, but he was uh, there was a moment where he uh, where he was actually crying like tears was coming, coming down his eyes and stuff. And uh, and the the nurse like me and uh, my homie's brother were telling the nurse like check it out like he's crying like that's not I mean is he in the point of almost waking up or and then she's like nah that's that's supposed to be coming from the um something about the the mouth or the ears residue or something I'm like nah those are tears yeah, those are fucking tears yeah if they're coming from the eye man I mean. I mean, and especially when you're in a coma. I mean, I've never seen anyone in a coma, but from what I've heard, they're they're not moving, they're talking, they're just, you know what I mean, or, or doing anything really. You understand? Yeah. So, and he so, was so crying like, like he. There was tears coming down his eye when um like someone would touch his hand or like grab his hand. You know what I mean? Squeeze his hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tears would come down his eye. I'm like, nah, that's a fucking response. Like y'all need to fucking do something and help him out. And nah, what they did, you know what I mean, was take him off the respirator, uh, the fucking thing to to breathe, the the machine. Yeah, the respirator. Respirator, yeah. yeah. And um, I'm like, nah, you know what? 
I think they just let, you know what I mean? I mean, he was a, you know what I mean? He was a G, like, you know what I mean? So, I think that they just let him fucking die. You know, the hospital. Yeah, you gotta remember, you gotta remember this. Hospitals, like, they're like, a, they're a business at the same time. So, so if they're accommodating people who, like, that's, it's, it's fucked up. They're like, like, it's almost like, if they ain't accommodating, um, if the rooms are full, but they they got this person here who got really great insurance, <laughs> there and you go. this person right here is like, don't got the best insurance, and he's probably not gonna make it, and he's probably like, you know, they judge. Yeah, they judge. So it's like you know, like it's like pick and choose. They're gonna fucking select, select the, the obviously the better money. You mm. know, like and that's just it's fucked up because it's it, you know you're dealing with people. You're dealing with people's lives, yeah. and 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 it's like um, to, to know there's like a price tag on it is like fucking that's pretty eerie. Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, that's true, bro. No, um, you know when dealing with uh relationships, bro, like you know like friendships and stuff like that, bro, like it's it's kind of hard to fucking keep a, a a cool homie, dog. Like nowadays, there's so much fucking like. So much fucking like you know suspect shit with people, what they do and all that, man. Um, in a way, I kind of you know tend to you know roll solo and shit because you know homies kind of like you know what I mean. I don't know, bro. You know what I mean? Cause uh, I mean shit, you were you know what I mean lucky enough to have a homie that that you grew up with, and you know what I mean. And you know you guys were still you know linking up and all that, you know, to the last days of the of your homies in our know, life and shit. But, um, yeah. you know, nowadays, like, you know, keeping relationships, dog, is so fucking hard, dog. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about all types of relationships, friendships, and, and, you know, like, you know, you know, having like a wife or, you know what I mean, girlfriend or whatever. Um, now. Yeah, it is, man. It really is. Yeah. Now, um, a, lot of, a lot of snakes in the grass, a lot of deception, a lot of, um, a lot of, um, seduction. Mm-hmm. A lot of lying, fucking. Okay, um, yeah. So, so like, my advice on that is, is um, I mean, tread cautiously. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying not to have friends because it's like almost like, man, that's kind of like almost ironic, like idiotic. Like I said, I guess you can yeah. say almost idiotic to where it's like, like, like. Not to not to talk to anybody. Like even me, I, I would say this: my friends list and my friend circle is not what it was ten years ago. It's mm-hmm. not what it was fifteen years ago. It's really small, and that was because, like, probably the same as you, Doc. I've had to learn the hard way. I've had I've had people that were supposed to be my right hand man try to try to call my baby's mom and fucking holler at her. I've had fucking people that are supposed to. That I've had people that I ever went to clubs with. Let me get set up and jump. You know what oh, I'm saying? Shit. And when I look, they're right there, scared, hugging on the wall. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and the only person that backed me up was my cousin. And mm. it's like, you know what I mean? Like, like that. It, it's it's fucked up that there's people that are busters and bitch made like that because it's like, man, some people really go out there for you and they really stick their neck out for you. Like me, I was always taught to be humble. Like my parents, they always help people. Like you know, when they're in need and shit. So like, um. Like my doors were open to certain homies of mine. Like I would let I would let them come stay. They they, they didn't have nowhere to go, or their, their mom and dad didn't want them there. Like, nah, come to my pad. I got you. You know what I mean? 
Like, like, fucking, because I didn't want to see none of my people hurting or starving. And some of them people, dog, even fucking, not all of them, but like, I've had some of the people like that try to be style like to me, you know? Mm. And, and it's like, fuck, one. Yeah, how much is it? Uh, I think I do. Let me check. Um, so it's like, like, how do you do that to somebody that, that, that looks after you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, yeah. And like, I don't, like I tell people though, just, just watch who you keep around you. You can usually sense that shit. If you sense it and you have the slightest feeling, that means either, there's either, either you're really paranoid or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 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 uh, I can't think of it right now. Um, not jealous, but, um, what's the word? There's another word for it. Like, it usually, it's usually tied into like a girlfriend and a mm. boyfriend type thing. Um, insecure? Uh, yes, there you go. Insecure. Yeah. So like, that, that's either you're insecure or you have that feeling that, um, let's see, 81, 20, five, six. And that's like either either you're you're insecure or you have that feeling for a reason. And if you have that feeling for a reason, you should try and figure out why. Like mm. at least get to the bottom of it. That's true, man. Now, bro, uh, what can you tell us about? You know what I mean? Like, cause I remember, dog. You know what I mean? I got your, you know, I got your back and uh, connected for life, dog. Those albums were fucking dope as fuck, man. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you guys produce some dope shit with Dolly Girl. You know what I mean? What can you tell us about yeah. that relationship, dog? I mean, honestly, I don't really, I don't, I've never, I can honestly say I've never spoken on this. I've never talked about it. I've never discussed it. I mean, maybe, maybe like briefly here and there, but, um, unfortunately, you know, it it, it didn't work out. It didn't work out the way it started. Um, I don't wish her no bad. I've never wished her any bad. You know, she's done her thing. She's been doing her thing ever since, you know, and more power to her, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like that's that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to recover and heal and, you know, and, and move on. And, and shit happens, you know, and time time does heal wounds. But like I tell people, if you feel like you, you if you're going through something, like a heartbreak or or you you, um, you lost the girl you were really down for, or, or even the girls, if you lost the guy you were really, you know, down for, or he cheated or she cheated, whatever, and you feel like it's the end of the world, and you feel like there's no hope, and, and there's a pain, like I, and, and it's the most annoying pain in the world. Like, you'll get through it. It just takes time. Time does mm-hmm. heal all wounds, but you got to let it. If you don't let it, it's not going to heal. Mm-hmm. And by let it, I mean you usually got to close the chapter on where, where that hurt's coming from. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, like, with that being said, like, um, I don't know. I mean, it was cool. Like, we... It was good. Like with the music we made, we made good records. We did some good shit. We did a good album. Fucked around with some good producers and good features. Um, met a lot of fucking dope people along the way. And it is what it is. That chapter just it just didn't work out. It was um, there was things that happened like all relationships. Some mm-hmm. some things happen and some of them work. Some of them don't. And mm-hmm. I don't hate her. You know what I mean? I know um, I don't wish her no bad. Like I said, it is what it is. You know and. Um, I'm fortunate enough to, to to have a relationship now and be in a relationship with the mother of my kids and and you know so much time has went since then and, mm-hmm. and has passed since then it's like um, it's almost like uh, how do you say um, 
it's almost like to me, like it's just a, a very distant memory. So it's like when people hit me with it or they talk to me, because I've had people hit me up. I even had people uh, negatively, like, like, like because there was a lot of bad mouthing oh, at sure. one point from, yeah, from what happened, from what I've heard. I don't, I don't really care, but from what I've heard, there was a lot of bad mouthing. Um, and, and this came too, you know, like one of my own managers, she, she let me know. And, and, and we, and that was my diamond. The manager I was managing, managed by was diamond. That's Cheryl. That's my homegirl, Cheryl. Um, we, we squashed our differences. We had differences because that was, you know, she had Dolly. Dolly, Dolly was her artist and that was her friend at the time. But, um, like Cheryl came out of her own way and apologized to me and, you know, and, 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 Basically, we were cool. We were cool ever since. You know what I mean? Like, because Cheryl did a lot for me during those times, and she looked out for me a lot. She was almost, almost like a mom, you know, looking out for me and taking care of me. Like, yeah. and, and and to give me the she gave me the opportunity she gave me and opened the doors that she did for me. I'm always gonna have love for her for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so like, big big up to Cheryl. You know what I mean? That's but awesome. um. As far as the relationship thing goes, though, man, I mean, yeah, just I guess I don't know. I got married too young, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I I jumped into it too early, I guess. So I wouldn't encourage that. And um, I, I, if you're if you're gonna get married, make sure you know because you're taking an oath in front of God for mm-hmm. everybody that don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I feel bad for that one, bro. Trust me, I feel like he got a receipt for me for that. So <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to do right, man, and then get my act together out here and just and be the be the family man for my kids and just. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and be responsible out here because uh, definitely the game definitely don't last. The fun ride does doesn't <laughs> actually slow down and the fucking um and the wave of uh unless you're uh, I mean unless you just got it like that till you die because I do know people like that too but <laughs> it, it, it ain't always always uh glamour you know what I'm saying yeah. so you got to look at it one day too if you're an artist you got to look at who's gonna be there when the lights are off and the bright lights end and. And and the the fans go away and who's remains who stands and if you look dog I look at yourself in the mirror bro because if you ain't got nobody that's who's gonna be there it's just you yeah <laughs> so, you know like and it's, yeah I always encourage people man at least you gotta have a small little circle and and everybody usually does they always usually got them few people uh, even if they don't talk to like all the time or it's like they never talk. Like I got my homie, like my best best friend that I that I consider my best friend from kindergarten. I went to fucking from kindergarten even before kindergarten, but we went from kindergarten to sixth grade, and then then I, then I moved or whatever. But and like we still kept tight or whatever. And I haven't seen him in a couple like about almost a year now, man. But like that's my boy. I know at any given time I can call him, get him up. He's gonna answer. And if I got some shit I need to talk to him about, if I want to go have a beer or whatever, like he's there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And like, like it, it's like, I, I know for a fact, but like, I know there's a lot of group of people that, that aren't like that, that I could call, but there's still homies too, but it's just, you know, some people go the extra mile, some people don't. You know what I mean? And, and, and that doesn't mean they're bad people, and that doesn't mean they ain't your homies, they just, some people just don't care to go the extra mile, like, some people like being, uh, what I call hermit crabs, where they like <laughs> staying home all day and not, not leaving the house. You know, and um, it just teaches on whatever whatever you do or whatever you feels you like. I encourage it because it's what makes you you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, man. That was a dope message, dog. You know what I mean? And I feel that you know what I mean. Like youngsters nowadays, they need to listen to that type of you know what I mean. 
you know, inspiring yeah, messages, bro. Yeah, is dead. For, for, for all my youngsters out there, man, I'm sorry. Like, I hate to do it to y'all and break y'all hearts for the ones that want to be gangsters, dog. But gangbanging is a definitely a dying fucking state. And yeah. I don't encourage it. I, I never would encourage it. It leads to nowhere. Um, do what's going to be do good for you. Make a name for yourself, not a name for somebody else. Mm. And... And and put on for your you want to put on for the city put on for the city you don't got to put on for the block if you don't want to you can put on for the city you know mm-hmm. like I tell people even the city like it's small the world's bigger than your city the world's the world's huge as shit <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I got love like I, thank God I didn't game bang because like I could go from here to Compton mm-hmm. and I'm talking about Crips Bloods fucking SAs I could go to LA I could go up north I could go to Texas I could go everywhere. And I get shown hospitality and love is because I show it back. Mm-hmm. And I've always shown it back. And that's what I encourage people because, you know what, man? At the end of the day, like, we're all the same, man. We bleed. At the end of the day, we mm-hmm. all bleed. We all got the same organs. We all are literally the same fucking being. Mm-hmm. But it's just, we let, we let all this bullshit dictate who we are. We let, we let stereotypes dictate who we are. Don't be a stereotype if you don't want to be. Like, you don't have to be. Like, like I tell people, like, like, I love, like, don't get me wrong, man. I love my homies. I love my big homies. But, like, all my big homies know, dog, if you ain't a big homie, if you and by big homie, if you ain't an older cat from, like, the 80s and 70s, and this is just my opinion, you can't rock Cortez's, man. <laughs> like, fucking, like, like, shit like that, man. Like, if it, if it was your era, cool. I mean, you know what? But there's so much, like, our people in particular need to learn and advance from because... They get they get put in this trend in this box and they think mm. this is how they have to be. They think this is the way to life. They think it's, they call it a lifestyle with certain things, and it's not. It's a fucking it's a facade. Be what you want to be. Don't don't follow these fucking footsteps just because you feel you have to, mm. or just because you feel your older brother or your 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 dad or your fucking homie does it. Like do what the fuck you want to do. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying. And if you don't, and if you feel like like me, my thing, I didn't do the Cortez in the crease in the crease pants. And I, I did I did Dickies on me, you know what I mean? Mm. And, and fucking I did Jordans, you know what I mean? And I and I got knocked for shit like that. But to me, it was like nah, it was what I wanted to do. You mm. know what I'm saying? I wear Chucks too, like I wear Chucks. I wear, you know what I mean? But like like there's just certain things though, like that to me need to be put to rest now, so we could advance as a race. Mm. you know what I mean like I feel there's certain lifestyle changes that we can make all together that'll further our race to like we're the majority over here dog like like in the United States dog, we're the majority Mexican cats are the majority <laughs> and, and and there's probably not one Mexican person on the Senate there's probably not one Mexican person in the house you know nothing mm. so it's like how is that like why is that you That's understand true. why are we still acting like, like like we're the fucking minority out here same with blacks. Why they still, why we still acting like we're the minorities out here? We're the majority now. And we've been. And now the thing is, is we need to realize it and we need to put it into effect to where we can make them realize it. Because right now we're still like scared little puppies when they want to crack that whip and put laws and shit out. But it's <laughs> like, bro, like if we really fought back, dog, and held our ground, they wouldn't be able to do anything. That's true, dog. And yeah, man. man. Man, to all these youngsters, man, you know what I mean? YouTube is, is making y'all stupid as fuck, man. Stop being fucking weirdos and have some fucking respect, you know what I mean? Because I've been seeing that shit a lot, yeah. dog. Definitely, man. And like, like, like I tell people, especially all my big homies, like, like, 
I don't mind the. I don't mind like I said. If you're when you're doing something like if you if you got a character you play or if you're fucking um. If you're a rapper, I guess, and that's your thing, and that's just the voice you make, like like the big tough guy voice. Let me tell you guys right now, that shit ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> that shit ain't fooling nobody. Homie, talk to me like you talk to your mom. Talk to me like you talk to your dad, bro. Like like be yourself. Don't fucking be this fucking wannabe character or this fucking like oh I gotta be this tough. Like nah, bro. Like hey, this ain't how life is, dog. Out here, like if you think that's how life is, dog, you were raised wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, you know, I just, I encourage y'all to have fun, fucking love one another, man. Life is fucking short. It fucking comes and it goes. Fucking, there's definitely no time to waste. Every day, make something, make something of it. Like, you know, like every day that we kick it at home and don't do shit, man, we're wasting so much fucking time. And if I could count all the days, and I still do it, you understand? If I could count all the days that I've done that, opposed to the days that I went out and did shit, man, it's embarrassing because it's like, Fuck, man, there's there's a whole lot of shit to do out here. You know what I'm saying? Mm. There's a whole mess of shit to do out here. Like, go travel. Go see some shit. Like, like the world is definitely bigger than your city. Mm. And that is not an understatement. Like, like you'll go see some things that you ain't seen over here. Trust me. Like, like I love going to Texas. I love going to Vegas. I love going to fucking... Uh, I love going to Portland. I love going to Frisco. Like, like to me. Like, and, and I, like, I got homies, too. Don't, don't talk shit on that. But I'm, I'm like, man, homie, I love the thing. You know what I'm saying? The mm. bay is fucking lovely. There's the, the weather, the fucking, the architecture, like, you know what I mean? Fuck the street politics. I ain't with that <laughs> shit. Like, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna enjoy myself regardless. You know what mm. I mean? Man, that's dope, uh, man. Hey, man, I appreciate that, dog. I appreciate that. Yeah. The fact that you, like, you know what I mean? Just talk about, you know what I mean? Some inspiring shit, bro. And, uh, I feel like a lot of these cats that, that be, you know what I mean? In the game right now, they just be talking some bullshit, bro. And, and this type of discussion, bro, is what should be, you know what I mean? People should be having more often, dog, because, you know what I mean? It's real, you Trust know what I mean? Me, man. This like, is what's real. I, I mean, I love to party, too, homie, just as much as the next guy. I love to pop bottles. I love to have fun. But at the end of the day, dog, like I said, the lights turn off, bro. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and this shit, homie, don't last. So mm. it's like, I mean... Are we going to waste our lives sitting here wasting our money partying and fucking and, and wasting our cash when we could be stacking and, and, and fucking really changing the game out here, dog? Oh, yeah. There's, money, there's, there's investments to be made. There's money to be made out here. Don't let these fools fucking fool you for one minute that you and think you can't do this shit. If you want to do anything out here, and this is up for all my little homies, you want to do any fucking thing and you don't think you can, nah, you, you're fooling yourself because you can't. Like you can't like like there's like I never thought a day in my life I would fucking be fucking a rapper like a real rapper legit rapper but I made it happen. I never thought a day in my life I got to kick it smoke smoke with Cypress Hill fucking mm. hang out with fucking Soldier Boy fucking you know chop game with everybody Mac Ten Glasses mm. Malone fucking whoever whoever was a somebody at the time even from then till now Dog Pound fucking whatever Snoop. Like, I never, I never a day in my life think I would be in those circles, and I've been in those circles. I mean, and it's an honor. It's cool as fuck. Like, yeah. I have fun, but, like, at the end of the day, it isn't an everyday thing. Even them cats, they don't do that shit every day. They got families. They got lives. Yeah. And they're all about making sure that their bread is, is secure for that. So I'm going to tell all y'all out there, don't worry about the next man's life. Worry about your life. Make it happen for you, because when you get older, ain't nobody else going to feed you but you. And it's going to reflect off what you did when you were younger, all the hard grind you either put in or you didn't put in. So go put that fucking work in. 
Like, whatever it is you do, whatever it is you guys do in this world, whether you're working nine to five, whether you slang, whether you got a jump shot, whether you got a, you can fucking throw a football, whatever. Do it to the fullest. Don't stop until you see the results. You put 110 in, you're going to get 110 back. And that's life, man. That goes to everything in life. Ooh, man. Hey, that's fucking dope, dog. For real. You know what I mean? Um, hey, bro. Thank you, bro. You know what I mean? Thank you for giving me this time, dog. You know what I mean? I know time is precious, Thanks, dog. You know what I mean? Everyone got... I appreciate, dog, the fucking... I appreciate you hitting me up, dog, and reaching out to me, dog, like, and letting me fucking speak my mind out here, share my fucking opinions and, and, and thoughts with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Any rappers out there, look me up. at Mr. One Four Twenty. You guys want to do a feature? You guys want to get a song, something? I mean, I'm with it, dog. I'm not mm. Hollywood. I'm definitely easy to get a hold of. Um, shit, man. Watch the show. Keep watching your show. We're going to keep keep it going dog you need any artists I'll, I'll try to plug you with some other artists to keep this shit going right I like what you're doing for the community I love what you do for the game this shit homie is tremendous dog what you're doing this podcast podcasts are definitely underrated if you guys don't listen to podcasts you're either definitely missing out mm. and this is a hell of a good podcast to check out so you don't want to miss out on this shit stay posted stay tuned like I tell everyone stay gold and just just to throw it out there because a lot of people there's a meaning behind that too stay gold means staying true amongst yourself mm. getting out of life's depressions staying true amongst yourself getting out of life's depressions stay gold baby that's why we say it all day Ooh, thanks bro that was Mr. One 420 on Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hit him up. You know what I mean? Look up his music. He's fucking, he's a dope-ass MC. You know what I mean? He has a whole catalog of different albums that he's dropped. You know what I mean? His, his, um, so you, so you're working on a new album right now, dog? Yeah, I got, I got some new shit coming. I got an album with Ogami, um, coming soon. I got my album out right now, which is Gold Ganger Die. I mean, shit, it's my last latest project I dropped. Definitely check it out. Um, I got the Rodigan features on it from Ogami, Big to the Boy, uh, my boy, your boy Rise. Uh, what else we got on there? Um, shit, man, there's a lot of people on that album. Uh, but this new record I'm working on, I'm just going to let you guys know the record with Ogami is about to slap everyone in the face, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I've only got to hear bits of it from what, what he's saying. Like, cause, like, we don't get to record together all the time. Like, I'll do my shit somewhere, I'll send it to him. Or, you know what I mean? Vice versa. So, everything that I've heard from him, I, bro, it's fucking, this, this dude is, uh, I will tell you, he's, he, he got it on me. The rap, as far as rapping goes, bro, I don't know, another better Mexican rapper right now. And I, I put my money on Ogami. Like, like my boy is shitting. Mm. And fucking, um, and, 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 and that's helping me as an artist on this record, bro, because I, I feel like I'm having to keep up and catch up on everything that, that he's doing because it's just fucking, his talent is just, I, I gotta keep in mind, I've known this guy since he was 14 years old, 15 years old, you know what I'm saying? So, like, to know him that long and to know what he's doing now, and he was dope then to me, but now it's just, it's just ridiculous. So, like, we got this record coming. The songs that we have done are just, they're amazing. We got a new track dropping pretty soon called Forever Yours. Mm. Um, he he just dropped a video not so long ago. He's on a feature with Misfit Soto. They did a, a song called Brown Republican. Um, I think it's called Brown Republican. Oh, no, no. Or, yeah, it might be Brown Republican. Brown Republican, but it's, I can't think of the actual name of the track right now. But just check it out. Misfit Soto featuring Ogami. It's a dope video. Um, I got to be, I got to be a part of it. I was there. Uh, Mr. Soto be dropping some heat too. If you haven't heard yeah. this shit, check him out. 
Um, I know Little Sicko got new albums that I'm on coming out. He has a few that are out now. So there's a lot of new material with me on it. Stay posted. There's going to be some new shit coming. My new record, I promise you guys, is going to be fucking worth the wait. And it's going to be it's going to be what it what all these albums aren't. And I'm going to put that on God, man. I'm going to make this album what all these records can't. And, and I already, I got the formula. I'm just waiting to get these beats from different producers. And, man, I'm telling you, we coming, bro, and it's going to be trouble out there, bro, because we got... Mm. It's been too long, dog. It's been way too long since my name really been in rotation like that, and to where I, I, I've been running with the big boys, and I'm I'm uh, I'm dusting off my fucking cape, homie. I'm getting back in there, bro, and I'm about to come through and super villain that motherfucker. Mm. So that's what's up, you know, bro. Just be on the lookout. Nothing but further success for you and yours, homie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And everyone cop that. You know what I mean? The, them albums. You know what I mean? Go on uh, Spotify, check it out, bro. You know what I mean? Everyone. You know what I mean? And, uh, Hell yeah, no doubt. That's Check what's... out the fucking podcast, man. Don't slack, don't slack on the podcast. Tell them, man. Tell them. That's what's up. So sorry, Hip Hop Spot Podcast. You know what I mean? Dropping every Monday and Friday, and that's and, and that's what it is. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Well, you have a blessed night. You guys stay safe. You know, stay gold. Keep it good out there. Everyone drive safe. Whatever you're doing, Blaze One is just chill and shit, man. Live life to the fullest. Oh, that's what it is, bro. Have a good night, dog. YouTube is dark, man. I do. Late. Late.